Welcome to episode 47 of the Black and Fashion Podcast. Thanks, you guys, for tuning in today. I have to first acknowledge all of my sponsors. So I'd like to acknowledge 620 Style. It is a luxury casual brand. Um, it's actually made right here in the USA. Hey, guys. <laughs> made right here in the USA. Um, she has very dope separates. She is a queen of the flare pants. So definitely check her out and shop 620 Style. I'd also like to acknowledge Nisha Star Aesthetics. She is a self-care self-care provider she does waxings yoni scenes facials you name it you definitely want to check her out and a new sponsor um is um bonnie mclean yeah sorry i was about to make sure i said that right she has a brand called black girl magic and they sell really dope t-shirts hats and everything is for the culture so hopping into today's episode i want to discuss fabric sourcing I know this is a big thing and some people sometimes find fabric sourcing to be very very challenging and I just want to go over just like a few like key tips to when it comes to fabric sourcing um so this is definitely an episode where you're going to want to break out a pen and paper and take a little notes and stuff like that so just to start when it comes to fabric sourcing there is two different sectors of it because of course you have jobbers which is um pretty much fabric stores so they usually get a lot of like offhand like stock and stuff like that so usually um you'll see stuff in the fabric store um and it may only be there the first time and then when you go back more than likely it's going to be gone so if you are a custom wear designer this is fine for you to shop at fabric stores because you're you know you're making one of a kind pieces so it makes perfect sense um however if you are doing collections there's always a very, very huge gap in between when you're doing your fabric sourcing and then when you're going into your production. So the questions that need to come off the top, off the rip, when you go to whether you're going to a store, if you really, really find something in a fabric store and you really, really want it, first off the rip question is, do you keep this in stock or is this like, this is it, this is all. So always ask that question first before you get to liking something or you wanna use it. The first question you need to ask, is this something you guys keep in stock or is this just like the last role that you have here, meaning you gotta buy it right now. And that happens, you know, if you found something in the fabric store and you wanna just buy it then just go ahead and buy it, right? Buy it all up if you're gonna use it. Second question you need to ask is, what is the width of the fabric um, if you can't eyeball it for yourself? So this is super duper important because the width of the fabric, you'll need that when you start to go into grading and marking. So when you start to do all of the additional sizing after your pattern is complete, you'll have to get everything marked and graded. The way a marker is created is based off of the width of the fabric because what they're going to do is they're going to map out the placement of the pieces and all of the different sizing and they're gonna move everything closer together so that way you have the least amount of fabric waste so knowing the width of the fabric is crucial and of course knowing the availability of the fabric is also very very crucial those two things go hand in hand because once grading and marking is done you'll know exactly how much fabric goes into every piece so all you would do would be to time however many units you were making by the amount of fabric that goes into each piece and that's how much fabric you need to purchase. So that's why you wanna ask about availability and you wanna know what the yardage is. So those are the two things when you're in fabric stores um, that you wanna look for. Why well, I feel like I'm missing something. Availability 
and width. Those are the two main things for fabric stores, availability and width. So I just want to take this a step further and let's go into wholesale. So you find a wholesaler that you're working with um, for fabrics. There are a lot in the NYC garment district. I do take um, people to some on my tours as well. And you, they're not street level. They're usually up um, in some of the higher buildings. And of course they have uh, yardage minimums and stuff like that. Um, they don't have high ones, I would say on average in the NYC garment district, you might have some that may have like maybe five to 10 yard minimum for a wholesaler. Okay. Now, Wholesalers and in fabric stores, except for Mood, Mood is the only exception, there's not really a price on anything, which means everything is up for negotiation. You have to get into the habit of negotiating pricing no matter what people say. Mood is a different story. They're just, and they're overly expensive just because of where who they are and where they are. Um, but I wouldn't shop at Mood. You can get a lot of different things in different places that's not at Mood, and you'd be fine and you'd be able to, get them done but because it's so popular people like to go there but they really don't have anything different um than any other store to be completely honest um sorry if for my mood lovers it's just it is what it is now wholesalers even if you cannot meet the order minimum question number one what is the surcharge so let's say you went to a fabric show um, I actually just went to Magic at the beginning of February, and um, I know that most of the designers that I work with are starting off pretty small. So when you're starting off pretty small in design, you don't want to buy a lot of yardage. Like the type of yardage you want to buy is very, very like low. So that is the question that you need to ask: is what is the surcharge? And the surcharge is always negotiable okay so especially if you're trying to establish a relationship and you're trying to do like repeat business and stuff like that absolutely everything is negotiable so what you want to do is find out what that surcharge is and if that actually makes a lot of sense for you because if it doesn't make sense then of course do not purchase so surcharges are inevitable and especially like when you're working with um people who do wholesale so then they're used to getting bigger in bulk orders um one of my favorite re uh, resources for fabric sourcing is swatchon.com I absolutely love them. They're, uh, they cater to um, small designers and startups and stuff like that. So that is like what their target is. They're, they don't have a minimum order quantity, but they do have surcharges. And those surcharges go up and down depending on how much fabric you are buying. So um, if you're buying five yards opposed to you buying 10 yards, they're definitely going to be a different price. Um, also, if you are looking to create your own fabric, you can also do that on swatchon.com and they have a lot of different, uh, printing types that you can choose from as well as different fabric types that you could choose from so you could print on silk or you could print on satin you could print on cotton and stuff like that so but they do have a 10 yard minimum on like custom garments uh i'm sorry to custom garments. custom fabric is definitely a 10 yard minimum what's the name of the wholesaler swatchon.com that's what i told y'all y'all gotta get out your paper y'all got Get your notes out because I ain't going to keep repeating myself. You're going to have to go back and you're going to have to like listen to the episode. And I'm going to put all the information in the show notes. Um, yeah, swatchon.com. On. Just O-N. Yeah. Now, I am going to discuss trade shows and visiting trade shows. You're talking too fast. Swatchon.com. That's why you got to go back and listen to the episode. Because this is how I talk. I only got a little bit amount of time. And I need to cover as much information as possible. All right. So let's talk about trade shows. 
two different sectors. Okay, so let's say a show like Magic, you do have to be registered. You do have to be like verified as a brand and stuff like that. Um, they don't ask for a lot in the um, in the registration. Um, they do ask like for your company name, how long you've been in business, if you're like a S corp or if you're like a C corp and stuff like that. So they are gonna ask for a little information for you to register for a show like Magic. From my experience, me doing Magic for the first time in February, it wasn't um, the best experience for me. I did find um, some leathers and some suede and stuff like that um, from a wholesaler in Italy, which I really, really love. It also doesn't have any order minimums. Um, It also has like all the like small minimums. Yes, batch orders. You have to go to my website, darling. I'm sorry. Go to my Instagram page. All my information is there. Sorry. I like having the live on so that I can't answer questions. But this episode is about fashion fabrics and sourcing. So please limit your questions to fabrics and sourcing. Any questions you have about my business personally, you can email or text us for information. Thank you. So back to what I was saying. So when it comes to like a magic, like I said, you have to register for that type of stuff. Um, You have to provide a certain amount of information to get verified to go to certain things. Now, there is another resource that I don't think that a lot of people know about that I would like to share. And it's called the DG Expo. So they do fabric shows in pretty much all like U.S.-based cities. Um, They also have a book called The Designer's Guide for Fabric Trim Resources, Finishers, and Made in USA Production. And this is the book. And you can find them on the djexpo.net. And of course, like I said, I'll put all of this stuff in the show notes just so you have all of the information. But they have several fabric shows throughout the U.S. They always have one in New York during the time of like, um, what's the one in here? Project, like the ones that they do in New York. They always have fabric shows in like the pavilion around that time too. They also have fabric shows in Atlanta. They have fabric shows in Dallas. This is one in Dallas in a couple weeks. It's one in Miami, May 27th through the 29th. And the one that's in Atlanta is um, June 10th and 11th. Sorry, and the one is, I'm sorry, the one that's in Dallas is March 25th and 26th. Um, But the good thing about these shows is they also cater to um, smaller designers and startups and stuff like that. So they don't have order minimums either. And you definitely, from my um, experience, this is probably the best resource that you guys can have because everything in this book is all USA based. Everything, the fabrics, where you could get hardware from, um, where you can get small batch production done. Um, if you don't want to come to New York and do it, there's several places where you could get things done, and it's all in here. Now, the way you get to some of these research, these resources is, in all honesty, Google. You have to know what to Google, so you definitely could Google fabric trade shows. There's also several sites like weconnectfashion.com literally the way it's I'm saying it weconnectfashion.com it has a list of all of the trade shows that are coming and you can honestly just put that in Google and put um, NYC fabric trade shows or LA based fabric trade shows or just put fabric trade shows in like all of this information will come up so a lot of these places um, oh previews in here too yeah and then like when I tell you like like let's say let's go with preview textile group 
They have silk, silk blends, cotton blends, polyesters, rayon. They have 23 qualities that's always stocked. So you can always come here like for your silk resource. They have low minimums for printing, which means they do custom printing for people. And this is New York based. This is a New York based place. Um, they have um, collection of novelty fabrics, large library of like open live print, full garment packages available. So they have a lot of resources and you can find these resources via online and some of the places that I just talked about. So I do want um, you guys to really, really look into the DG Expo. It is perfect for upcoming designers and smaller designers. I have personally worked with a few places in this book, the Fabric Mart being one of them. They're actually based in uh, in Pennsylvania, and you can just call them or you know tell them what you want and what you're looking for. They can send you like swatch cards and stuff like that, and then you can buy from them. Another one is Fabrics for Us, which is actually located in LA, and they carry foils, holograms, sequins, solids, prints, nylons, polyesters, everything underneath the sun, and they're called um, Fabric for Us, and then the name of it is, yeah, fabricforus.com um this is kind of what it looks like here fabricforus.com so i hope that that's helpful helpful there so like i said going back to the sourcing thing um so let's say you go to a show like this um i'm going to the one in dallas in a couple weeks and i'm i will be accompanying some of my clients there as well when you go to even the shows like this because they work with a lot of small designers um, you definitely want to still ask those same questions as far as like availability. Uh, you want to ask fabric whips because that product development, when you're first like creating the collection, that might take about, you know, two to three months of like just doing sample making and doing fitting, doing patterns and stuff like that. And then at the same time, simultaneously, technically you should be um, selecting your fabrics and looking for your fabrics and, you know, figuring out what you want the final ones to be. So during that time is when you have to do all of that research and start coming up with all of those, uh, what you're going to use your fabrics for because you will have the related information to your pattern maker. So it's going to be a different fit if you originally was going with a woven and then you all of a sudden want to go with like a knit fabric. So it really does need to happen like simultaneously. So that way that the pattern is created, um, the blue the pattern, the blueprint is created. So it actually makes sense, you know? So that's like, I cannot stress that enough is to make sure that you are picking ahead of time because if you go completely different direction and decide to do something different that that the fabric does affect the pattern how much stretch it has how much gives it has because you may have had a fabric that had no stretch and then it you know it had a whole bunch of darts in it and then you decide to do something with stretch and then at that point you don't need darts anymore so that is crucial that you do that as well all right, so I'm going to just kind of throw out a couple resources. This book wasn't expensive, by the way. This book was all of what I think it maybe had been 50 or $60, and it really does have, like, the breakdown of everything in here, especially those low minimums. So I'm going to actually start from the beginning, and I'm going to just start throwing out some fabric sourcing places that you guys can go to. I said preview already. I said the Fabric Mart. Um, you have uh, Sex Text. Sex text fabrics or whatever, which is fine gauge fabric knits from modern to better sportswear, dresswear, intimates, and uh, military. Um, they specialize in like rayon spandex jersey. Um, they have 50 plus colors that are always available. They use a lot of stripes, ribs, ponties, French cherries, you name it. Um, and they are located in New York, upstate. But you could just reach out to them at www.sextextfabrics.com. That is S E X T E T. 
F-A-B-R-I-C-S.com. So you can check them out there. Of course, they have a service for source for wools, washable wool, wool spandex, knit fabrics, athletic, as well as ready to wear. So sex text is definitely a good one for you guys to use. Um, I've used them in the past as well. Fabrics for us I've used. Knits by fiber. Okay. The fabric markers one I mentioned, the one that's in Pennsylvania, their website is www.fabricmartwholesale.com. And that's perfectly fine. You can use them. And they do a lot of acetate blends, bamboo blends, and acrylic blends. Now, Kendor is more natural, more sustainable. They're actually located in Canada, but they do do like a lot of like low order minimums as well. So you definitely want to utilize them for woven and knit textiles, um, especially things that are uh, more environmentally friendly and sustainable. Okay, so when it comes to, like I said, fabric sourcing and stuff, you definitely want to have like everything grouped if that makes sense, um, when you go to start fabric sourcing, like, okay, I need wools, I need silks, I need silk blends. And so what you want to do is you're getting swatches, of course, from everyone. And if they can give you a nice ass swatch, that's not that's better because if you ever wanted to maybe cut that and maybe see if you could get it or source it somewhere else, that's always a possibility. So the three things that you want to have recorded is how much availability, you know, how much is left or if they always have it, um, what the width of the fabric is, and then the price per yard, as well as the surcharge. So those are your four things, availability, surcharges, the price, and the width. So those are the four things that you want to record anytime you go fabric sourcing. And you want to keep really good records. So my suggestion is to create like a template that you normally use, like whether you're doing it like collection based or whatever, and you, you know, staple or tape your swatches to those cards. I'm um, sorry, to that. And they also put down the source, like where you actually uh, got the fabric from. So most in any trade show they usually have like their own system where they are actually going to show you um well not show you but actually provide you with a swatch card with that information on it but they don't always do that so you have to be proactive at actually seeking and sourcing the information that you need that's going to help you um get that fabric when it's time for production or order sample yardage when it's time to do like sampling because technically your fit samples are you know, probably done in a fabric that was bought in the garment district or a store, just something like cheap, just so you can get the silhouette down. But you got to be sourcing, like I said, simultaneously, because the fit sample should be a representative of what the final sample will look like. So you kind of want the weight and the stretchability and all the, the elements of those fabrics to be aligned. So you definitely want to make sure that you are doing a lot of this stuff like simultaneously. There are a lot of fabric sourcing places in LA, New York, like I said, Dallas, and in Texas. Um, you just gotta break it down and find them. Um, you definitely gotta utilize some of these websites for sure, the prints, previews, and I mean, you could always come on my tour. I do go to a lot of these places and I talk about these different places a lot. Um, because as a service, when someone else does it for you, they're going to charge you. So the more you can do on your own, the better off like you'll actually be if you can do more work and more sourcing on your own. Because when I do it, it ranges. Like It just depends on what I have to find. So it may range from two it could go up to six because if it's a lot of fabric you know it's like really really going on the hunt collecting all the information making sure that the pricing strategy works like that so anytime anyone um does fabric sourcing it is a lot of work so if you can do it on your own and it helps you stay way more hands-on in the process um 
with fabric sourcing you do have to have like fabric knowledge and understand the way different fabrics move and what's good for what um, I know if you like a fabric um, doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna work for the silhouette that you're trying to make so fabric knowledge is key uh, one of my recommendations is um, fabrics and fashion design the way successful fashion designers use fabrics so this is a very good resource which I'll also put in the show notes but just putting it out there so be forgetting that my youtube is up here y'all make sure y'all get this book as well um got a question i couldn't i can't see your question hold on one second that's i mean that's what a surcharge is so a company could charge you as much as they want for a surcharge if you're not meeting their order minimum. So it's just like an extra fee that you have to pay um, if you can't meet the order minimum. And that's pretty much with anything um, that's um, even in the factory. Like if. Hello, I'm making sure my microphone's right. If you're in the factory and let's say you're not making enough units, of course they're going to charge a little bit more. So. That's like a catch with anything that you do in the fashion or production world. The more you get and the more you purchase, the cheaper it's going to be. But if it's very, very small, that's where the surcharges come in. It's just like an extra fee. Um, but there is like, you just have to ask them what their rate is. Like, is your surcharge rate 2%, 5%, 10%? So that's another question that you're definitely going to want to ask is the, what is the surcharge rate? And of course, they're probably going to tell you that it varies because it does vary. It just really depends on what the fabric is, you know, because some fabrics might have a minimum order charge and some might not. So you just got to, you know, be proactive with asking about the surcharges and asking what the percentage of the surcharge actually is. Because sometimes if it's not that much, it's actually like worth it. Now, let me just go backwards to fabric knowledge. So, of course, different things used for different different fabrics used for different things. So, I have a book that I recommended in my fabric knowledge episode called Fabrics A to Z. Um, I do think that that is a very good resource as far as like breaking down the differences between knits and wovens and like all of their different properties. But also within that, like letting you know what the good uses are for so fabric knowledge is not something that's going to happen overnight fabric knowledge is something that is going to be consistently learning especially with tech technology and all the different uh fabrics that you know are man-made and that have all these different blends and spandex and nylons and viscose and acetate and stuff like that so you definitely will never stop learning about fabric. Like it's always gonna be something that is like continuous and stuff. But just knowing the main key properties of like knit versus wovens and like specialty fabrics and stuff like that. Oh my God, I just realized something. I didn't mention that you have to know the content. That is the fifth thing that you have to know about fabrics. You have to know the content because you'll be in the process of creating like hair labels um, and um, washing and clothing instructions. I'm so sorry that I didn't uh, mention that in the beginning, but that is also a crucial thing that you need to know is what the content is because it is a TFIPI regulation. If you do not have um, the country of origin, the materials that it's made from, and the care instructions on your label that is a must so make sure you know the content of the fabrics and when you're shopping in fabric stores a lot of times they don't have the content on there but the person people working in the store should know that's why it's very difficult 
to do production when buying things in the store because like I said they're jobbers so they're getting a lot of things like secondhand so sometimes they don't even know so when you actually go to a wholesaler they know the content and content is key because you got to have all that information when you're actually creating care labels yes next Coco Chanel yes we do um any of business inquiries for my business please dm or email or text us um, for more information okay but yeah so like i was saying like the content and care labels is a crucial thing for you to actually know when you're sourcing as well and if you can keep good records of content you'll spend less money on care labels because a lot of times you'll have to get custom care labels created um there are stores in the garment district that sell like 100 percent wools and 100 percent silks 100 percent cottons and stuff like that like very like just like generic but when you're creating the collection there may be a lot of blends in there so when you have like a whole lot of blends in there you have to get custom care labels made and you can do this online at um, wonderlabel.com um, dutchlabels.com in the garment district you can get custom labels made at seal thread um they you and you could pick the different quality of it like if you wanted like vinyl versus if you wanted like princess satin you can always get like woven labels made as well um but my suggestion when it comes to creating content labels is um, when you are selecting fabric and you're doing a line that's cohesiveness, a lot of the fabrics probably, a lot of the fabrics are probably going to be in the same family. Like for me, when I do a collection, I do outerwear, it's going to be a lot of like wools. And then of course it's going to be lined with like a silk. So I can get a hundred percent wool tag with a hundred percent silk. So if that makes sense, um, you just have to keep up with that type of like information. Um, and then you have to have both on there. Like, so you're going to put on the care label, like self, and then put what the contents in and then put lining and then put like what the contents of that. So you have to have everything that's in the garment on that care label. So when you're sourcing, make sure that you record that information and or ask. Um, like I said, it's a little bit more difficult when you're doing fabric stores, but you just got to get the closest thing that you can get to it um, because it's really hard to tell for them too because and that's you can't expect for someone who owns a fabric store to know the content of each and every piece especially what the percentage is like it's just really not like realistic for them to know exactly what it is especially since they got it like you know probably off price to like close out so that it, that's why I'm, it's very difficult to do it on the store level like you got to work with wholesalers because they're the wholesalers are working directly with fabric meals so people that are working directly with fabric meals know the content they know the percentage and more than likely the fabric is getting tested before it even gets to the u.s um if it's uh u.s made or u.s based then of course they would have the content too but that is definitely something that you got to record um what else diagonal weave direct okay dying same thing um when it comes to fabric dying fabric dying changes the content slightly um because of what's happening like to the fiber so sometimes percentages can go up and percentages can go down so if you start with a base of a white fabric and then you end up dyeing it to be a different color it will change depending on the dye effect it will change the hand feel and texture of the fabric and change the percentage of the content of the fabric so you want to definitely know the different 
dies in the different ways of dying things, you know, because there is a lot of different ways of dying. There's, you know, shivery dying. Um, there's a lot of different dyes. I can't even go over all of them. There's like literally like a whole different episode. And it's like very like hands on when it comes to like yarn dyeing and stuff like that. But like the dyeing system is a chosen according to the commercial demands of the job. And it's the opposite of the thread dyeing. Like it's technically more intricate and expensive um, when you do it like that. Um, fast fashion manufacturing companies, they of course dye in bulk. Um, and like with dyeing, depending on whether you're dyeing in hot water or in cold water, it can completely affect the fabric as well. So, prime example, if you are sourcing, most, especially in um, foreign countries and stuff like that, they'll tell you that they can do DTM, and DTM just stands for dye to match. So, if you give them like a Pantone number or color, depending on the Pantone book, um, they are they'll send you like a lab dip or a strike off. So a lab dip is just a solid color, um, and then a strike-off is an actual print. So when they send you um, a lab dip or a strike-off to approve, at that point, you should be checking it for quality, making sure the print is right, making sure the hand fill is right, and also making sure that the content is right. So this is a little, you know, more into the production side if you were like producing overseas or if you were making like a fabric overseas and stuff like that. But I, like I said, they're getting more to a point where I feel like a lot of companies overseas are trying to meet the needs of smaller designers just because, you know, exclusivity is like a thing now. So people aren't, unless you're in the fast fashion world, people aren't buying bulks and bulks and bulks of like fabric like how they used to. Like they're really trying to keep it like more on the exclusive side. So um, with that being said, you have to make sure that when you are sourcing that you, you know, you ask all of these questions in all honesty. Um, but I think I covered everything. Thing. you know I knew this was going to be a short episode I just wanted to give just like a little bit of advice you know um, if you don't learn anything else from this episode learn surcharges fabric content fabric width availability what am I missing that's it right content availability yeah yeah there's a lot of things that you want to learn and just utilize the heck out of the dg expo i've said it a whole lot of times <laughs> this is definitely for my small designers local designers that's definitely the place that you want to go and I, i'm not mistaken we connect fashion.com has a list of every trade show in every city like throughout the entire year that's normally and then once you sign up for their email list you typically will get all of their information i just want to check because i haven't been on weconnectfashion.com in a while but that was like the resource that i used um before i got on the e now i'm on email list so now like every time um a fabric show is going on i automatically like get an email is this still on? yeah we connect fashion perfect yeah <laughs> it is on here we connect fashion is a great resource um for finding uh sourcing and trade shows they actually have an entire section when you go to their website it looks like this we connect fashion.com you actually go to their website and if you go to sourcing it'll list out like all of the different services and retailers and stuff like that so just kind of browse the website and kind of find like when you look up a trade show or you could just put trade shows into google like i said fabric trade shows and it'll tell you all the places that you can go for fabric trade shows so my next couple recommendations is like i said Miami, May 27th to 29th, fabric shows. Atlanta, June 10th and 11th. And then Dallas is coming up. It's in two weeks from March 25th through the 26th. Let me, I got to answer questions. Hold on. Searching for Best way. 
I'm searching for a manufacturer. That's not what this episode is about. This episode is about fashion. Can't really help you there. What's your podcast name? It's called Black and Fashion. Um, but yeah, it's best way of searching for a manufacturer. Uh, you got to do your own research on that, love, because I already have manufacturers, so I'm not really researching any. And if you're interested in working with me, you can send us a DM or an email or a text, and I can give you all the information that you need once you set up a consultation. Otherwise, you're just going to have to put it in Google, honey, and go your best route. But I only can help you if, if you utilize our services. Um, are there any more questions? I think I covered everything, though. Like, oh, wait. That can answer your question. The DG Expo, they have small um, productions in here, made in USA production. So they have different places in the book that you can go to to get production done. It just depends on what you want. So I actually answered that at the beginning of the episode. Um, I don't know exactly. I know where all mine are. I don't know exactly where all the ones in here because I haven't read this entire book from start to finish. But if you purchase this and you just go through it, it's going to give you all the different places um, within Chicago, Dallas, Miami, New York, Philadelphia, San Francisco, and Atlanta where you can um, utilize manufacturers. So actually, I do have that information. It's in here. I just don't have specific ones that I know or have used. I only know the people that I use, which you can come on my tour and I can introduce you to those. Um, but yeah. Oh, well, the, I've heard of, I know people, I don't want to tell y'all like production and manufacturing places to use only because I've heard few horror stories here and there from different places so I don't feel um like I should tell you like oh here go here or I recommend it if I haven't personally used them as a manufacturer myself so um that's why you kind of it's like a trial and error thing if you go to find a manufacturer on your own because you don't know whether that manufacturer is good or not good um so yeah I only will tell you names of places that I go to and that I personally work with and that's what my tour is set up for and the link is in my bio the next tour is March 20th I think we have six tickets left for that tour if you're interested in like you know learning the entire production and product development process and if you want to come on the tour and really learn how to like take your brand to the next level if you're tired of sewing everything that yourself um, I saw one here and I see their name but I've heard like horror stories so I'm not even going to give their name out and I don't want to be rude in that um, because everyone has different experiences with different companies. So I'm not going to even go down that road when it comes to manufacturing, okay? So I think that's it. So like a DG Expo, um, we connect fashion for your labels and content labels, um, dutchlabel.com, um, wonderlabel.com, and that's wonder spelled W-U-N-D-E-R wonderlabel.com seal thread right over here in the garment district they do them on demand i love their black um their black princess satin labels um and then along that street there are more places that do woven labels as well and you can just check from the outside because it usually is listed in the window um i think jonathan embroidery does um woven labels as well and they have it like in their window and this is all on 38th street in the garment district and if any no one else has any questions i think i covered everything well, the main things that I wanted to cover. So 
that's all i hope that was helpful and i hope that was informative if you have any feedback please feel free to send it to me um if you have any topics you want me to cover please feel free to send it to me and make sure i acknowledge my sponsors again um make sure you guys check out 620 style make sure you guys check out nisha star aesthetics get your facials get your wax in. she is a black owned black owned based um self-care brand is right here in brooklyn um you can shop 620 style online and then my newest one is my black girl magic by bonnie um mcmillan what's my name claim she gonna kill she's gonna kick my ass because i keep saying it wrong and i'm so sorry but i will get better and it'll be correct in the show notes so on that note guys have an amazing day this episode will be out in like two days and all information in the show notes um all the resources that i discussed today will be in there and i think i've said them a hundred times oh the dg expo thing their instagram name is the fabric shows so if you just at the fabric that's it just the fabric shows you'll uh, get a lot of information from them as well and you can just follow their instagram page and they always post up when the shows are happening in different cities and stuff like that and then also all of the exhibitors that are going to be at the show will be there as well so just sharing as much resources as i can to help everyone and yeah that's it if you need me um feel free to contact me for my services and you guys have a wonderful day bye